Shut up and sit down. Everybody, what is going on? Welcome to this week's episode, episode two of the Arthur Podcast. I am Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate, and I'm Scott, and we are the Arthur Podcast, a weekly podcast where we sit around and talk about the inner workings of our most favorite animated public uh, broadcasting animated series, Arthur. Arthur, can I tell you, I you never really realize until you're waiting for that song to end how long the Arthur theme song actually is. It's true. I think it's Even, like a minute and three seconds, something yeah, like that. That I was like, wow, this is this, this is going on for a while. Yeah. But but uh, advanced, you're welcome because that song's gonna be stuck in our heads all night. <laughs> yes, it is. And I'm sorry to anybody who's listened to this because. Once you hear the Arthur song, you sing the Arthur song for at least a day or two. It gets stuck in your head for a while. And honestly, except in terms of like TV show theme songs, we got Full House, Family Matters. I think Arthur is a close number three. It's definitely like a top five. Yeah. Well, anyways, but no, I I have to say, you missed one that's number one because everyone knows one I'm thinking of. It's from the 90s. If I have that little guitar riff going, Oh, dude, X-Men is number one, man. That's not really a theme song. Anyway. That's a theme song for the yeah, X-Men but like You can't sing along with it. You got to go yeah. to the... <laughs> anyway. got to do air guitar the whole time. Jeremy, what episode of Arthur are we talking about this week? This week, we are talking about the riveting episode, which is actually a two-parter. It's Arthur writes a paper, and Arthur and I said Arthur loses his dog. It's... Arthur writes a story. Arthur writes, yeah. He writes a story, yeah. I, so, like, but before we get started in that, like I said, like when you, th- when you think about it, though, like I said, like writing stories is is what like I said, kind of the, the world is all about. Like I said, I was intrigued. Like I said, moment one, once I started watching this, <laughs> just because I just wanted, I wanted to know what was like, like. Hey, you know what? I'm watching a story, but he's also writing a story. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a story it's within an, a story. It's, it's an inception of stories, right? It's, it's a story about a person yeah. writing a story who keeps expanding on said story, and there's stories inside of stories. Yeah, it, so many stories. It's so <laughs> many stories. Did we mention that this is from season one? Season one, episode this is, twelve. This is early on, Arthur. Yeah. Yeah. Original air date October twenty second, nineteen ninety six. Wow. Wow. Old school Arthur, right here. Hey, you know what? That's it. Old school Arthur, new school Arthur. You know what? There's no bad Arthur. All the time. Yeah. All Arthur, <laughs> all the time. That's what this podcast is all about today. Oh, maybe. Yeah. All right. So let's, so. let's, let's talk about the first half uh, of the episode, which is, like I said, Arthur writes a story. And, and honestly, I said, I was on the, the edge of my seat the entire time <laughs> watching this just because I said, it's just, you got to see, I said, Arthur go through the struggles of the creative process. Yeah, he really does. No, it's it's true because you know he 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 got his you know once upon a time. No, that won't do. Like all that stuff. He, he's he's struggling with the at first the, the hardest part of writing the story, right? Which is how do you even get it started? Uh, 
but then you have the whole the, the editing process him and walk through uh can i tell you both of these episodes do have one other thing that is in common that i have to say uh dw is a jerk <laughs> like in i never this liked dw dw no. is a jerk in this one neither of these events would have occurred without said person let's just put it that way uh yeah, like Arthur had a great story, right? About how he met Pal, his dog. It was a good story. That that was the one to turn in. But DW convinced him that that was a boring story and he needed something better. It's what set him down on the path of, you know, this nightmare trying to, to write the perfect story. You know what, though? Like I said, it's, it's the truth because it, it's... It's that seed that's planted inside your mind that can grow into basically this idea that starts to paint the other parts of your mind. Because except he went from having this solid story about him basically getting his dog pal. His great story, his riveting story. His best friend. His best friend. Exactly. His best friend. And then all of a sudden it morphs and changes from every kind of I mean, all these different ideas are put in his head from everyone he talks to. True, right? right? He right. decided that a dog was too boring, so he had to make the the pet an elephant, right? Because that's and then, and then he had to make it through the floor. Yeah, and he had to make yeah. it scientifically accurate because somebody. But the elephant yeah. had puppies. That's not scientifically accurate. Yeah. They were but how... later on. He turns it into elephant puppies. Yeah, but I... elephant babies aren't puppies. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it was in space too. And the elephant was, it wasn't a normal colored elephant. It had, was, I said, at one point in time, it was plaid. And at one point in time, it had, it had spots. Yeah. It, had like, yeah, it was like a tiger or something. A couple of times it changed midway through the story because he was just rewriting it over and over. Every time he rewrote it. I don't know if you guys caught up on that, but if you watch the elephant, it would change. Like when they're doing their little country dance. Uh, like different aspects of the elephant would change. Like he's telling different people the story and it's showing each time that it's slightly different because he can't get it quite right. I'll be honest. I had a hard time following this episode. Just like the grandma said when Arthur's reading her story, she's like, I liked it, but it was a little hard to follow. It's like, confusing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. confusing. I, like I got super confused about what even was happening. Elephant space, like, what are right, you doing, Arthur? Because he's, you know, he's trying to please everybody, is what it was. Wanted, Arthur's so, yeah. trying to please he everybody. He wanted to have the best story of the class. Yeah. He's trying too hard. Yeah. Overachiever, he, man. He wrote, he wrote a country song <laughs> for it. Uh, uh, so besides all this, like, so look at the talent it took to basically take all these ideas and, all, and craft them all. So it may, it may not have made cohesive sense. However, like I said, the fact that he was able to actually interweave basically little bits and pieces of ideas from everyone he talked to. He talked to Brain. He talked to Pinky. He talked to Buster. Like He talked to all these different people. He like, talked to Muffy, my but, favorite uh, character. Yeah, you love Muffy. Wait, I thought I, I thought that Binky was your favorite character, Scott. Binky, Binky is, but I, I love He's not only Muffy. a host. Of the yeah. Arthur podcast, I'm also a fan, and I remember from the last episode. You Binky, Binky is my hard. my favorite, and he is the one that brings up the the need to have the love story added into the. It's okay. The, All of the characters in Arthur are great. You can love Binky and Muffy. But, right. I'll allow it. So, I'm just gonna, I just want to point something out. I don't know if you guys noticed this in the episode. So when Arthur is talking to Binky, he's talking to basically not only Binky but the rest of the tough customers. That's what they're. That's what they're. That's what their group is called. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. 
This is like before they officially got that uh, that gang yeah, name. This, yeah. yeah, exactly. But, but I said, look how, like I said, look how much he wanted to write a good story where he would put himself maybe in physical danger to True. be able to get that idea. And then you know, you know what came out of that? The message and power of love. Power that's, of love. That's what <laughs> you wanted. <to> <laughs> Isn't that a song? The power of the, uh, yeah. The power Must of love. Funny? He- Huey Lewis, oh, right? Oh yeah. 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 Shout out to Huey Lewis and the news. And the news. Did anyone else think Arthur was just like a whiny kid? I thought Arthur was way too concerned about like what other yes. people were gonna think. Yes. Yeah. Having this really cool story, and yes. you know, well, it's just over it, man. Because we don't find out the full aspect of the story until a little bit later on. I'm not sure if that was shown as an earlier episode, you know, episode, you know, one through eleven. Uh, but like, he had like run a, like a pet daycare out of his house. Like, how is that not a good story? Well, well, Nate, to, to your point, like I said, I, I just, like I said, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna weigh on the side of Arthur over here, uh, just because like I said it's just. You know, as society, like I said, we sometimes, like I said, we get in our heads and we care about what other people think. And so we this constant chase of, of trying to basically improve or impress upon other people that, hey, you know what? We're doing something. Or, hey, we, so we can create the most creative stores. Or, hey, we have the most impressive collection. But you know what? Like I said, it just, like I said, sometimes it doesn't happen that way. Yeah. You just be happy with who you are. Exactly. That's the message. The mess- and the message is, all stories can be entertaining. You don't have to be the best. Make a story that is important to you and tell that story. Be unique. Right? Be unique. And right? worry about what DW thinks. Yeah, that yeah. jerk DW. She, so, can't even I, read, she can't even read and she's criticizing. He, he would have been done story. like two days early if she yeah. just had shut her mouth. I, I was I really think- pissed off at DW. I think the, the the moral of the story is really the STS guy's way, right? Like you don't have to worry about being the best Arthur podcast. You know, there's a lot of Arthur podcasts out there, but we're just doing this to have fun because we love Arthur and we want to share our appreciation of our favorite aardvark with the world. You know, you're in quarantine. You need something yeah. entertaining. We really well, miss PBS kids, man. Yeah, what, PBS what kids than Arthur, and Art it's on could- YouTube for free. And it's it's wholesome Arthur, man. You can't go wrong. It's like it's like watching Bob Ross. Like you can never have a bad day watching Bob Ross. Well, uh, and, and honestly, happy trees, man. It just gave me it gave me such a kind of a, a relaxation to see like you know what? this is this is like peering into like a history capsule. This is before social distancing was a thing. Arthur was sitting next to his grandma, no six feet there. True. Right now, nowadays you can't even visit your grandma because she's old and she might get sick. Children yeah. were in school, kids yeah, were, they were fun and recessed. Mister Mister Ratburn <laughs> touched Arthur to put the sticker on him. Yeah, uh, man. Arthur goes to a... the, Arthur goes to, to to the sugar bowl. You can't go get ice cream nowadays. Baskin Robbins is shut down. Hey. I think is it? Hey. I bet it. No, is. I think they're still oh. open. Are they? You just have to get it to go. What? That's what I had. Essential business <laughs> Dairy Queen. Nice. Contactless nice. free, right? Contact yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get that extra ice cream. On the, yeah. Put on the blizzard. But Good. I yeah. You can still get your blizzard, man. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's just, you know, if, if Arthur wasn't so concerned about what people think, maybe if he lived in a corona type of world, he would have just done his own story to begin with because he doesn't care about what people think. Yeah. 
It's true. Right? We're all living on our own now. We don't see people. We just care about what we think now. And and watching me some more Arthur. So imagine this. That they said, at, at the end of the day, they said he still earned a sticker for that story. It, yeah, he went back and just told yeah. his original story. Isn't that all anybody wants is just a yeah. sticker? And and Binky also tells him that his story was cool, right? They, he's like that. He's like, well, did that happen? Yeah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, like, did you see? Is that real? Binky, yes. Yeah. Speaking, like, I, cool. I really like that part, right? Like, he wanted Binky's approval because Binky's one of the cool kids. But Scott, did you notice the part where Binky was eating a sandwich? Mm-hmm. Do you remember from the, the episode Binky He's goes nuts? Yeah, he had the peanut allergy, and he was eating those cream cheese and jelly sandwiches. Do you think the sandwich in this episode was a cream cheese and jelly sandwich? I no, I think this was the the special one because he he develops oh. the cream cheese and jelly sandwich during After the, the allergy, allergy episode, which was from a later season. Yeah. So I I believe this is he's probably using what is it sunflower oil, you know, butter or something like that. I, I I don't know. I I almost kind of disagree with you there. I I, I think I think this is maybe a, a kind of a continuity issue, maybe that we have in 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 our Arthur. Just because to me, like I said, that kind of looked like peanut butter to me. Could, okay. It could it could have been I, when I saw I, that was the first thing that came up when I saw the sandwich. I'm like, ooh, that looks like a peanut butter. He's gonna get it. He's gonna have a reaction. Yeah, right? But it also reminded that me that we challenged each other to eat a cream cheese and jelly sandwich. And we haven't done that yet. Hey, you know what? We're in quarantine. What better time? She caught me. I went on mute and I sneezed. <laughs> yeah. And the she video. saw that. <laughs> it's the video, bless you. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. Yes. You're looking out. Hey, you had the Rona? Uh-oh. No, I don't have Rona, I promise. You can it's sneeze. just allergies. Cough. Yeah. yeah, coughing is bad. Sneezing's okay. Yeah. I'm taking medicine. No. Okay. All right. But- Honestly, at the end of the day, though, like I just th- th- this first half of the episode, I-, I-, I honestly thought was riveting. So I think we should go around, honestly, give our ratings. I said about this first half, Ooh. and honestly, name our favorite moment and our least favorite moment. Oh, you're going, you're pulling the totally rad motion on this one. Ooh, totally rad time. All right, who's okay. going first, Jeremy? All right, all right. Let's actually, Nate. Since she said so, you're up first, my friend. All right, all right. So I did like the episode. I feel like Arthur was kind of being a, you know, a little punk in this episode and just you need to be yourself, man. Uh, my favorite part was when he started going into superhero territory with the story, but that was Ooh, short lived. A little bit of bionic bunny. I was like, okay, where's this going? This is the, the story you need to write. Yeah. Bionic bunny and the, the bionic elephant. So yeah, that was my favorite part. And then my least favorite part was hearing DW talk. Ooh. Ouch. So, yeah, Nate, overall, Nate though, is not a DW fan. I'll I, I'm right there with you, Nate. I, I'll, give it a, I'll give it a three and a half out of five. It's not my favorite Arthur episode, but, you know, it's middle of the road, Arthur. Okay. All right, Scott, <laughs> what about you? All right. So, let's, let's talk favorite parts of the, the episode uh, was the country music song. The fact that he had like a little like line dance generated for it, and it, it, you know it comes out that he's actually doing the little line dance <laughs> when he's doing the story. Uh, yeah. That's that's awesome to me. That was the first time I was like, oh, he's actually making up his own song. Uh, least favorite part 
was the weird, confusing, like, where they're going through the homework section and it keeps pinging the other group of people that have like the easy rhyming words homework. And he has all the math homework and the write the paper. Like it didn't relate to anything in this current story. I was like, why is that a thing? Like, why did they bring up that? And later on, they bring it back up with the kids talking about like, you know, rhyming, schmiming. Oh, I got my homework done or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, what was that? I think he was trying to show that the second graders had a whole lot easier homework. That's yeah. all. And he wish he was he was envious that he could have easy homework, like coming up with two rhyming words. Yeah. Uh, That's just, all. But he had to write this really hard story, which really could have been anything in the entire world. He was the one making a big deal out of it because it had to be perfect. Yeah. It was. Yeah. That was just one one thing. I was like, That's. It should have been easy, right? Open-ended homework like that, where you can basically do whatever you want. That was the easiest kind of homework. You just have to tell a story. Like, that's yeah. that's not bad. We do that for an hour. We tell stories for an hour every week. <laughs> All right, so what's your rating? Uh, I'm going to go with Nate here on this one. This is a three and a half for me. All right, Larry, you're up, man. Whew. So, uh, man, I put a lot of thought into this. But uh, so my, my favorite moment is when... Uh, is it Muffy? When when uh, when the one friend was on the playground and was pitching her idea for the story, but she was basically just ripping off another story. And um, they call her out. Yeah, yeah, and then like Buster calls her out. Uh, that was pretty good. That that was my favorite moment because I'm a fan of plagiarism, um, or at least borrowing other ideas and trying to make it better. Uh, it's not, that wasn't Muffy. I can't remember. I, so I forget that it's the monkey looking one. Yes, I don't know. Francine. 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 So yeah, my my favorite (laughs) moment was Francine trying to rip off Rumpelstiltskin for her story. Like, typical Francine, right? Like, we see this all the time throughout the later seasons, just always trying to find a shortcut. Um, But my least favorite moment was actually Muffy-related when because she's so rich, she had to ask the teacher that if she should get her quick homework story published and turn it in in a hardcover format, Get out of here, Muffy. We know you're rich. You don't need to show off like that. Yeah. Get out of here, monkey. I, I yeah. think that uh, it, it's it's like a mixture of like rich and uh, like overachiever. Like we all knew that kid in high school that would yeah. pull that stuff, you know, and just be like, oh, can we add an extra page for this? And the teacher be like, yeah, one more page to that paper. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to oh. kill you, Jordan. Like, yeah. <laughs> Jordan. Shake that kid. That kid. But my rating, I, I really didn't enjoy this episode. Like uh, a lot of, like a lot of season one just isn't. I, I, I don't feel it, man. Like the themes in the later seasons and the animation, it's a lot better. Like I will say that it's really cool that you know for the first couple of seasons, season one through five. Like I, I love the the voice actor who did Arthur, Michael Yarmush. Like he's great. He is the voice of Arthur to me. I, like the, the later seasons when it keeps changing every like every other season um it's just not the same man it's michael is the definitive arthur voice to me so i like that so i was gonna give it a one star but because it's old school voice actor uh michael yamish <laughs> i'm gonna give it a two out of five two two right i got i got uh larry's knowledge game is on another level it's it's insane it's insane hey this man is when this you, is the when kind of hard-hitting Larry, facts you get when you give back. larry an idea and an episode on Arthur podcast, he is going to do his homework. <laughs> That's what you He's call DW style. A true fan. 
That is a true fan. Honestly, That's a though, true fan. did you guys know that there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different voice actors who have voiced Arthur over the 22 plus seasons of, of the Arthur show? Wow. I had no idea. That's a lot of different voice 22 actors. 22 seasons, though. That actually, like, kids grow up, so. I guess, I yeah. Like, I don't know how old Michael Yarmush is, but. I feel um, like Scott could have done a better job. I, I, w- I could have just kept going, yeah. Michael you'd, Yarmush. You'd basically, you'd basically have this as Arthur, but it's all right. <laughs> uh, I like you it. could do you could do like your Squirtle voice. Yeah, yeah, Squirtle. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah you should do that for Arthur. <laughs> New Age Arthur. New Age. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a Pokemon. Whatever. Yeah. Squirtle. So I, I have my my favorite part, my least favorite part. So honestly, right, good. part uh, like honestly, I said once they went into space and. You see, like I said, you know the the moon jumper, and he's he's kind of going along. He's a, it's that girl. Look, it's, that, it's that woman looking for her dog. But then you see the cow fly by, dude. That 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 gave me like kind of like chills. <laughs> what am I? Am I watching Arthur? Or am I watching Twister? It's like, yeah. You got some Twister throwbacks there. Exactly. exactly. This is around, around the time. Yeah, Twister like that's probably out. why it was it was a relevant like adult joke that got stuck in. Yeah. So, like, so that, that, honestly, seeing that cow in space, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Least favorite part, you know what? I said when Brain tries to come in, acting Ooh. all smart and saying like, "Hey, you need to have your research done." And Arthur starts going to the library and you know, come up with all these scientific names of what you call elephants, calling them pachyderms, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> number that no one understands. No one understood it. <laughs> Francine called Arthur out, saying, "Hey, no one's going to understand this garbage." I said, "You got to make sure that people understand it. I don't know if people are going to understand your story." So that's what I, that's, that was my least favorite moment. Honestly, overall, though, I'm going to give it this episode a solid three. Nice. So we're all, we're all kind of all over the board. I'm, I'm curious to see what our rankings are going to be for the second half of uh, yeah. season one, episode 12. So I, I, ha- I have a theory here. So, hmm. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to drop some knowledge on you guys. Right okay, now. let's see. So this episode was about Arthur, you know, how he became friends and how he actually got his dog, right? Yeah. Second episode is how the dog got lost. So did Arthur come up with the concept of the MCU before the MCU came up with the concept? This was this was interconnected stories was in nineteen ninety-six. Wow. So you're saying like the ACU, the Arthur Cinematic Universe? It, it'd be the APBSU. Wow. It's the yeah. Arthur PBS. Yeah. My mind is universe. blown right now. Whoa. Seriously though. So like like the stories are related. They're about the dog. The dog is the interconnected, interconnected theories, uh, interconnected element through both of these stories. Sure, like the dog is the Infinity Stones, <laughs> <laughs> right? They're searching for him. That dog they can't find him. That dog is inevitable. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, What's the, Pal? Pal is inevitable. Pal. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. So. What is what happens in the second half here? Like let, let's let's talk about this. What uh, is, what is the, the second half? I'm gonna have Larry summarize it because I love Larry summer. All right, so uh, this one is it's like Frontier Day or something in Elwood City. So the whole town is like hanging out downtown outside. A lot of cool stuff going on. Free pizza, like free pens and you know, pencils at the bank. A um, lot, lot of lot of fun family activities. Um, a clown walks by the Reed family and Kate, Arthur's baby sister. Uh, really wants one of the free balloons that he's passing out. 
but Arthur's family is just too oblivious and not really caring about what the baby wants. Um, they, they, they just don't get it. So basically, the only one who does realize what's making baby Kate cry is uh, the dog, Pal, who is determined to make his favorite little human happy uh, by running off and getting a balloon for her. And really, the, the main plot of the story is Arthur and Buster are running around like downtown Elwood City uh, looking for their dog pal. So I, I have two thoughts on this. So before, before we get too deep into this episode, I, I have two thoughts on this. Thought number one, this harkens back to a time to where you didn't have to worry about the child predators. I said the, yeah. the, the kid go out and go any place. Sure. So you're, you're right, though. Arthur's dad just is like, hey, oh, just man. know that we're going to be sitting at this table in this restaurant. Go out and have fun. Yeah. All right. right. But to be fair, he didn't care at all about the dog. He just cared about sitting down and getting his lunch. There was no concern in that man. Yeah. As a, a, at a all. Parent, as a parent who also has dogs, my yes. dog runs away. My daughter's going to be mad. We're, yeah. we're finding that dog before exactly. we You're not like, hold on, let's walk a block down the road, get situated at the restaurant, and then you can go look for your dog. No, you're stopping no, what you're you doing. You go for the dog. immediately. Yes, Mr. Where's Reed. my dog now? Shame. Shame. So, to, put, to put it as, you know, as Billy Madison, for now, you don't, you know, go around looking for five, ten minutes, going looking around for that dog. You don't give, you don't give up. You go out there and you find that fucking dog. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. You go find the <laughs> dog. Uh, Second element, real quick. So, just also harkening back to a simpler time, I said there were no cell phones, there were no iPads, there was no nothing. Imagine if Baby Kate had an iPad, how this whole situation could have been avoided. Mm -hmm. She would have been watching YouTube, and she wouldn't even cared about the balloon. Mind blown right now. She could have been watching balloon videos on YouTube. She could have been watching whatever Arthur's version of Arthur <laughs> is on her Bionic iPad. Bunny. It's Bionic Bunny. He has a cartoon. I wonder if there's like a My Little Pony for in, in Arthur, Arthurverse. I guess you could just call it My Little Pony, I guess. Yeah, why not? Do that. But are the ponies humans? Because all the all the characters are animals. So are True. The, yeah. Are the ponies essentially humans? My are Little you? Human. <laughs> My Little Human. <laughs> That's rainbow. Yeah, uh, okay, so <laughs> but it's a girl with like rainbow hair and yeah. <laughs> really slutty. It's, so to, I'm going to drop some some knowledge on you. Uh, there is a version of the My Little Pony where they're people. Oh God, it it exists. Of course it does. Uh, so can I tell you where this one really hit me in the feels? Yes, please. like 100 percent hit me in the feels. It was because I've been this guy before. The bank manager. Handing out the pencils, oh. right? He's like, I got these get free gifts for everybody, and everyone comes running, and you're like, it's pencils, and everyone's like, eh, and walks away. I- oh, I've been on both good. ends of that that scenario. It, it it hit home. I was like, ooh, yeah, that has happened. You know what? So even back then, I said people were wanting money. Like, so- who really thought the bank was going to give away free money? Come on! Everyone got so excited though. Like, so, but then, then the bank had to, had to disappoint. Even if they, I think they would have given away, you know, like maybe like, hey, we'll 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 insert a dollar into a savings account for you. Sure, that would have been cool. I mean, this was this was the mid nineties. Uh, Bill Clinton was president, right? The Democrats were in charge. The economy was good. Like, there was no money was money was free flowing. It was yeah. Flowing. We, we could go outside. 
Yeah, people went outside. They walked their dog. Without killing all. Corona was only a beer. <laughs> only a beer. And it imports still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was actually from Mexico at the time. Uh... So, okay. So, have you guys been in a situation where you've ever lost your dog where you could actually put yourself in the shoes of our oh, yeah not, not for in that a public long. yeah not yeah. in like a public place like that my dogs ran down the street but that's about it yeah I, i've been there too yeah the, the dog I mean, it sucks. chasing like a squirrel or something takes off and you have to go find yeah. it yeah it, but like, never like in a like if it would be like if i went to the farmer's market now and just somehow lost my dog yeah but i don't can your dogs get off their leash my, like, one of mine is yeah, clever one, enough. To, one of ours to get can out. wiggle wiggle her way out if she wants, but then she just stands there and waits for you to pick her up. Yeah. Mine would clever. try to run, but by the time you realize what they're doing, you can like stop them from kind from of, running. Right? <laughs> no, I actually uh the funny thing is, like I said, I this this situation happened to me last week. I said, Why is it where my dog one of my dogs except ran? Really? So we have, I said, I have so my little, my little French bulldog, right? Yeah. Yeah. So she's tiny. And like I said, she's, like I said, so she, we have a, uh, a gate where like I said, technically so you can get under, like I said, we have a, a secondary gate where we put it up, we put this up the secondary gate up. So that way she can't get underneath the, said, the main gate. So secondary gate was down because the, the long guy had come and like I said, she was nowhere to be found. My heart dropped. I said, I could not find this dog. I'm like, like where's where's this dog at? Where's this dog at? So I know. I said I was able to. Re- I said this episode hit really home with me because I was able to, you know, to, to feel it right here, right here. Got it. Got oh, in the heart. Yeah. Although I, I, I would, even that quick two minutes where I couldn't find my dog, how it felt to not have I, a dog. How would I you could, felt though if your dad's like, no, you're not looking for him yet. <laughs> we got to go do this thing first. But we're eating first. We have, we have to go sit down at the restaurant and get a table first. What's wrong no. with you, kid? No. I, now, I will say that it's clear that Jeremy is the Muffy of the Arthur podcast <laughs> with his lawn guy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Good job, Muffy. Yeah. Are you saying he's a monkey? No, I'm saying he's 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 a uh, he's a little he's rich right there, eggs. right? It's got the lawn guy. That's a very Muffy thing. Wait, isn't isn't it the monkey one, or am I confused? Yeah, no. M- Muffy is the monkey, the rich monkey. Oh, okay. Yeah, with so, the two, are they both monkeys? They have two. They have two I think Muffy's an orangutan, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There's lots of different monkeys out there. <laughs> and Francine's uh, like a gorilla, like a yeah, gorilla. You don't know yeah, what yeah. kind of animal we're talking about. Muffy's the hot one. Oh wow. <laughs> okay, there it is. All right, and Larry just derailed it. We went for at you least. Know, we got thirty-one minutes. I give us credit. We went, 30, Larry. That, that I, still I, doesn't help me because I don't think of them, you know, in an attractive <laughs> manner like that. <laughs> we tried to be wholesome. I even let Jeremy's f bomb slip before I uh, I broke character, but no, uh, Larry's Larry the just took the cake oh. there. Jeremy, there is there are several things you need to clip out of this episode. <laughs> everybody in you know, for everybody that's joining in, um, just thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's it was a dumb joke the you're first inter- time. You're entertaining, <laughs> but us. we brought it back. So many people are probably just like, "What the fuck?" Like I'm these guys sure, have yeah. gone downhill. 
Real fast. But you know, oh. I feel like the point of the STS Guys podcast is just to make each other happy. And I yeah. don't care if anybody listens necessarily. Yeah, amen so. to that, Larry. Amen yeah. to that. Okay. As long as one of us at least is going to get a laugh out of it. That's all that matters. That's all that <laughs> we matters. Were, if we're going to be like Arthur and not care about what everybody else thinks, we're just going to do the Arthur podcast. Yeah, exactly. It's not gonna be, I'm going to tell you right now, it's probably not going to be the last Arthur podcast. <laughs> I'm saying there's going to be the a next break. the next pandemic and there's no topics. We're bringing it back. Yeah. No, no. Arthur needs to be a trilogy. I said, I said, yeah. there at least needs to be one we're- more to wrap out the trilogy. We, 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 there's going to be at least there's at least one more episode of the Arthur podcast in this, I well, think. And then I think once we are done with Arthur, the Arthur trilogy, I think we move on to Wishbone. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. I can Ooh, I can agree bone. to that. So I, I'm feeling a little left out, Jeremy. Here, so can I can I do the thing, the fire thing? Can can we do a fire noise because we do didn't it. have one today? All right, let's do the fire noise. Ready and. Is going on, everybody. What is going on? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 129 of the yes, 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 I am Jeremy. Hey, it's still Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate again. And also Scott again. Hi. And we are the SAS Guys, a weekly podcast where we sit around, shoot the shit, and talk about anything gear can and cool, such as are the characters on Arthur going to have a gangbang? And oh my God. They have. Uh, <laughs> they have uh, your character. Does Larry Pine hot? Hint, hint. It's Muffy. It's Muffy. <laughs> Spoiler it's Muffy. alert. I feel he like Larry Pine. He likes him Chrissy. Yeah. Wait, you know, he's like, okay, when's the right time to say <laughs> this? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Ed. Ed is basically saying, what's Wishbone? No. Ed. What? I... Ed. Ed. Oh. Ed, we you... got issues, man. All right, we're thank, Ed, thank you, because now we are officially having a Wishbone episode. <laughs> Wishbone basically is just a dog, right? Live action show uh, starring like a little white dog, and they recreate fairy tales. Am I remembering he's, correctly? He's also a he's a tele like a telepathic <laughs> white dog because he can talk to people. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. But it's a live action show. It's yeah, a yeah. real dog and real kids, and it's I. I never really liked it. Oh, it wasn't really my thing. It. <laughs> it wasn't my thing. Well, well, that, well, that you're, kind of explains again, what we're going to do with that, guys. Yeah. Now, now with Larry yeah, saying that, we're going to do it again. So I'm just piling on, man. <laughs> Larry, you're screwing I, it all up, man. The record straight right here. I am not a muffy. I said, <laughs> I said, I have a long guy. Just, just that way, I said I have to do the lawn. <laughs> I know it's okay. I, I know you're not a buffy. Oh, <laughs> I, but but if, <laughs> if, I, if someone was, all right, all right, all right. So okay, so you know, hey, you know, I'll own it. I'll own it. So I'll be the muffy. Like I said, we gotta go. What what character would you be, Larry? What character would you be? Oh man, I am either brain or. The good old fallback of just being the main character, Arthur. Larry, Larry, Larry is a good Arthur. Larry is a good Arthur. I mean, right? Like, Arthur follows the rules. Like, he's a good kid. He's pretty smart, but he's not, like, the smartest. Yeah, I'm probably more Arthur. Yeah, Scott's Buster. Like, I'm 100% a Buster. I'm, I'm, yeah. There's no discussion. Nate, Buster, Buster. Who, who would you be? I think Nate's a Francine. I think Nate's a Francine. That's where I was it's, going Hey, to. as long as I'm not a DW, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And Jeremy... 
Binky. Jeremy, you're kind of a binky. <laughs> Got the food allergies. You love a good sandwich. Oh, little binks. Who doesn't? So can, can I be a hybrid between like binky and muffy? Um, yeah, sure. sure. Bumpy. Yeah, because I feel like Binky's really poor. <laughs> I don't know why, right? Like, I feel like Binky's really poor. Yeah. Kind of like Nelson Muntz on, uh, on The Simpsons, who lives in like in that shack, and his mom's never around. And right, I feel like Binky's really poor. I think so. I think is, Binky, is, like, is Binky's uh, mom the the town bicycle? No, <laughs> so Binky is the Cartman of the Arthur world. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So Arthur would be the Stan or the Kyle? The Stan. Stan. Buster would be Kenny? Yeah. No, Buster's Kyle. There isn't really Kenny. Kenny doesn't do much to give or die. Oh, nobody, dies in, nobody dies in Arthur because it's PBS. Yeah. And they have one single episode censored. And Mr. Ratburn's a lot like Mr. Garrison. Exactly. Mr. Ratburn. Yeah. Mr. Ratburn. Oh, wait, the one. Yeah, right. That's a very true. Yes, yes, yes. Very names that can't be talked about in Alabama. Uh, (laughs) It's funny, Nate, because if you listen to episode fifty-five of the SDS Guys podcast, where we did our first take of the Arthur podcast, uh, you're infatuated by the name Mr. Ratburn. Then too, (laughs) (laughs) glad some things don't change. Uh, I love Ratburn. He's like. So with all the Arthur and Ever system, can we talk about something real right now? Yeah. yeah. I'd say it's been a week. It's anybody been, else it's, with the name Rat. It's been a week. <laughs> Nate's still on this fucking thing. <laughs> so okay. Can I just say I don't have a, a, a like a, a story to tell, but uh I have there's something I'm very thankful for. Can I'm gonna bring that one up. Uh Emory alcohol Green. kits. I don't know if you they're they're doing this in Texas, Jeremy, but uh, a lot of the places down here now, uh, you can get to go like mixed drinks and cocktails. Uh, but a lot of places are now selling like cocktail kits, right? So I got one for the the Rocks tequila, and it's literally it comes it's like a like a half a gallon of lime juice, the uh, agave nectar, his tequila, the salted rim, like you know the salt, and like some pineapple juice, all came in this kit for like fifty bucks. And you and it has a recipe, and so you can just make as many of the cocktails as you can at your house. Yeah, so we have that. We also have, I said, the uh, the door delivery, the growler door delivery. So we have a whole bunch of like microbreweries that are basically at, like, like the milkman coming with the little crate. Of milk. Yeah, the beer man. <laughs> it's the beer right. man with the basically the like, the crate of growlers. So that's it's pretty it's pretty epic. Um. Honestly, you know like, the beer, man, the beer. Like, I, I think we need to, speaking of like beer and alcohol, we need to pour some out for the homies. Rest in peace, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, yeah, oh, man. Nice That's note. probably the saddest it's been a week story so far. Yeah. So San Diego Comic-Con is officially canceled if you don't know already, but how could you not know because it's such horrible news? Yeah, um, uh, it, it, and there's a uh, Mr. Ratburn Mary gets married to a, a another male character, uh, and so they have edited that out in many states because nobody likes a bunch of Ratburns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rats can marry whoever they want to marry. Nate, yeah. it's okay. 
Yeah. It's 2020. Burn. Not about that rat burn, all right? Yeah. It sounds painful. Like, oh, I oh, I got a rat burn. <laughs> yeah. Man, I, I was going burn. down that. I was riding down that rope and I got the worst <laughs> rat burn I've ever got in my life. Burns really bad today. Uh, you know why we have to do this, though? Because of how sad we are because of San Diego Comic Con. Yes, yeah. no SPCC. I mean, not a big surprise, but it's still disappointing. Yeah. It, I, as when I noticed that the hotels didn't go out, yeah. I was getting a little worried. Like, I was yeah. like, that's going to be rough. We kind of talked about that a few weeks ago because the yeah. hotel raffle is any time now. So they collect money for that. Um, yeah, it was only a matter of time. And we all kind of thought it was going to happen, but there was like that fleeting hope that hey, maybe San Diego's the one that makes it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but I they, mean, they, they're in July, right? It's, there's enough. Yeah, like late July. Late Even? July, so there's it's there's there's time for like everything to clear up, but yeah, it was it was cutting it close. Oh yeah. man, like even <sighs> Tyler Calvin's trying to bring us down even more because he says that he <laughs> he was planning on announcing that he was actually going this year, so we could have hung oh, out with Tyler Calvin. Yeah, we could yeah we could have gotten it because we we were all going to go this year as well. So hopefully, so. Tyler, hopefully you'll be able to make it out in twenty yeah twenty twenty one. So will we, and we'll have to meet up, man. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's the best part of San Diego Comic Con is hanging out with friends like Tyler Calvert. You meet everybody from YouTube that you hang out with. Pretty well, it's much, funny right? because I've been saying for like the last two years that maybe I won't go next year, and then you know it comes around. I'm like, okay, I can't not go. Yeah, I gotta and go. Now I'm like forced not to go, and I don't like it. Yeah, I know. So. I wasn't going to go this year, right? I was going to probably go to fun days, but my wife and I had an agreement that I wasn't going to San Diego Comic-Con 2020. So I'm like the only person who's kind of okay with this because I just got my loophole, baby. <laughs> yes. As soon as it got announced, I went into the room and I told her, guess what? Bad news. Comic-Con got canceled. It's like, that was our deal, right? Like I couldn't go in 2020, but I'm going in 2021. 2021. <laughs> you lucked out. I didn't miss anything. Hey, at least we went to the 50-year celebration. That was yeah. last year, 2019. It was an amazing time. And we're just going to have to make up for it in 2021. I guess, I guess 2020 is the only time it's ever not yeah. happened in a in year. 50 years, right? They've never yeah. skipped a year. It's crazy. True. Unprecedented, right? Who would ever guess this? All this would... So much has changed. Like, if you're looking back in, in January or early February, who, who would have known that all this would have happened? It's Corona crazy, screwed it all up, man. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and, and honestly, at this point, still, like, hopefully, we're able to get back to normal by next July, or you know, ho- you know, sooner. But I don't even know, man. Like, twenty twenty one might not even be a hundred percent of a given. So, if big events are still canceled through like next year too, like, uh, let me just think, like Phoenix Comic Con, right? Yeah, like, it got, got canceled. Postponed. No, postponed. Postponed. So, like October, November, something like that. Yeah, but still think like if they still ban large conventions, they can't yeah. run. It gets pushed out again. They skip now past a year, potentially more. Like at what point can you not financially keep up yeah. with well, the? It's true. I work right, so my work. So like I said, we they said they basically announced that they're canceling all basically events of fifty plus or more people through June twenty twenty one. So yeah, exactly. Like unless something yeah. changes, like I don't even know if next summer's events like baseball season or football season or you know all the stuff that's coming up that we think is probably going to be okay next year but what i don't are, know man what, what are jocks gonna do without their 
football for potentially two years. It's like we talked about, though, like the lingering impacts of Corona. Like, how is this going to yeah. change yeah. society? And, I, you know, one of the things I think is going to stick around for a long time is the limiting of crowds. Yeah, I just, exactly. Limiting of crowds. And uh, I, I hate to say it, but from what I've seen lately, it's been a lot of say goodbye to comic book shops. Yeah. It's really yeah, sad. Yeah, well, I mean, like, in this especially ones that might have been struggling a little bit ahead of time. Yeah. Like comic books. <laughs> Or like a Best Buy or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's really sad you think about it. Well, yeah, I Ed, mean, that was a pretty horrible week story. Oh, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ed, uh, Ed br- brings up that WWE may have to move their WrestleMania next year uh, because oh. the arena is supposed to be in Los Angeles, but it's been delayed due to construction. So, so hilarious. It, a lot of impacts, man. I want to ask you, have you been watching any of the recent – matches uh because i know there's been a at least two yeah they empty empty i haven't haven't watched it i know ed did uh but yeah wrestlemania was a week or two ago and they pre-taped it and spread it out over two days they've had raw and smackdown uh still just in front of empty arenas it's rough to watch it's i've seen i've seen like photos and like some video and it's just weird because they're looking around and you know there's just nobody around them yeah it just changes and, the whole dynamic yeah the yeah. big thing about wrestling is that the crowd gets into it mm-hmm. um, yeah you know they're they're talking to the crowd the whole time yeah. so did you guys see i think it was uh i can't remember the sport that they were they were playing or what what was going on but they had like russian sports are kind of doing the same thing where they're they're having the empty stadiums but the the guys for every seat, put like a balloon with like a smiley face oh, written on yeah, it in the that. background. Yeah, so it's like, like cardboard cutouts to people. Yeah, like cardboard cutouts. So oh, that's uh, great. that yeah. was the one I was like, that's a great well, idea. Just fill the stand with something goofy. <laughs> Before we totally move off WWE, did you see the heartbreaking news this week that many WWE superstars got fired, including Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder? Oh, Zack Ryder is no longer with WWE, you guys. That's crazy. Well, okay, so he's Larry, like a, tell the he's story. A big star of, I mean, like, tell us what happened there, Larry. Yeah, I, like, I don't. What, what? <laughs> so I, my under my understanding is just like it's just like everything else, right? Like WWE saw a, an opportunity to reduce their costs, and they're not going to pay these people to be on their roster and not perform. Right. It, it was a lot of the minor guys who were doing like house shows and stuff like might not have been on SmackDown or Raw. Like it was it was the it was the guys who were going around to like Tucson or, you know, doing the, the off show in Phoenix and like not the big stuff. Um, so I think it was just a cost saving thing, man. That's all it is. So what so maybe you're saying is Zack Ryder's now a free agent. Yeah, so Zack Ryder's Zack Ryder's no longer Zack Ryder because WWE owns the name. So he, he's just Matt Cardona again. Yeah, I'm like saying that he can't be Zack Ryder anymore. Nope. Crazy, man. Crazy. It's crazy, man. Yeah. He's Mac Zyder. Yeah. <laughs> when, it, when it comes well, back to... I think because of the Major Wrestling Figure podcast, he's well-known enough as Matt Cardona now, so he's he's okay. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. And he, even, could the, he, he could be the Cardona canon. I like it. What if... What, okay, so what if he got together... And he wrestled those midgets that I went that I went and saw. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, would, I would, oh man, watch that. I don't think you need an audience for that either. No, <laughs> just live stream it. Live stream, We'd watch it. It generates its own audience. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it says, it says that I guess they're not able to wrestle anywhere until July 15th, which is what still three months away, basically. That's crazy too. So hopefully best wishes to Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, sorry, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers that hopefully I'm sure they'll bounce back. They're super popular. They've got a huge following because they're podcast. You're going to have to get a Matt Cardona signed pop. Not as true. You have all the Zack Ryder ones. He's signed this Matt Cardona. Yeah. Good point. Is they need to like, Hey, you know what? All right. WWE. I said, you, you, you cast us aside. I said, you didn't keep us. You cast us aside. They should go join Dana White with UFC and go because I said Dana White's going to buy that island to hold like to host like UFC fights. Like like it's going to be called like Fighter Island. It's going to be like a uh, like Death Wish on on an island. Yeah. Death Why not, man? I, I I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Can I talk about another wrestling thing? Go, go do it. You do, just go the fuck right ahead. Like, as I said, I had we nothing. don't have anything to talk about. I had, I had nothing for it's been a week, but apparently I did. Um, so yesterday, uh, our friends at Dark Parlor Originals, right, used to be that wrestling club sub box. They had a really cool uh, autograph Funko pop up for sale. Hulk Hogan, uh, he he made a deal with 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 the Hulkster. Uh, he had these already signed. It was the Walmart exclusives. He was. Uh, Matt was able to get his hands on like about a hundred of them. So, so pretty, pretty low number, uh, cause the Walmart exclusives, you can't really buy in bulk. Uh, so he, he got about a hundred of them, had some signed in red, had some signed in yellow. They sold out in like about a minute so fast. Uh, so congrats to them. They got a lot of flack about it on the internet though. People were complaining that, uh, people were using bots to buy them and stuff like, but get out of here. There were a hundred things. And like he said that there were more than a thousand people on the website. So uh, congrats to them on a super quick sellout. And this guy's got a Hulk Hogan sign pop coming real soon. Uh, they ship out next week. So maybe I'll do a little video on it when, when it arrives. Cause I'm pretty stoked to get a Hogan. Yeah. Pop. yeah that having a Hulk Hogan signature in general, right. I mean, I, yeah, it's maybe yeah. not post Hogan knows best, but pre Hogan knows best Hogan. <laughs> I'd be still, really excited for He's still like the WWE iconic eighties guy. Like, and, yeah. He is he's the 80s, dude. He is literally the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Like I tweeted it out and posted on Facebook and stuff, and Ed Ed saw it and clicked on it like two minutes later, and he's like, dang, it's already sold out. I'm like, super, super fast. And then I went and read all the comments about people complaining. It was quite ridiculous. So crazy. But I got one. So in your face, all you guys who are too slow. (laughs) That's all it is. Like, like Come on, like this isn't my first Funko related rodeo. Like you have to be signed into the website. You have to be ready to click buy. You don't try to buy two, like right, because they were two colors, right? Some people are like, oh, I, I was trying to buy the red one and the yellow one. No, you don't have time to buy two. You, you have to buy one and then buy, check buy. out. Yeah, if you're gonna pre-order something, you gotta be ready. You gotta yeah. like know your plan before it even starts. Yeah, it was practice. It was, practice clicks go through the. Yes. The motions, know what, sc- how many screens there are. Exactly, and you yes. know what? Uh, like I tweeted, like uh, there's a referral link too uh, that that I've been using that I've shared out a couple times with their other stuff. And because of that referral link, I was able to save ten dollars off of my pop. So thank you guys who have used my link. You saved me some money. That's awesome. How about okay. you guys? Anybody so buy Nate, anything? Nate, Nate's got a story. I was like, what do you got, Jeremy? I was go. I uh, because remember, I, I, last week I said I bought those uh, those McFarlane figures, right? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know what? I'm like, what I what I've wanted for a long time was I've wanted a, a copy of Swan Number One, but like a super high grade, like CGC, like nine point eight, right? Yeah. I got like I said, like I said, I've, I've been watching them for like the past like two weeks, just because I'm like I want to like have my display shelf with my Spawn figures, and then like I said the the CGC copy of a uh, Spawn Number One, like I said, a, a nice copy, right? And I'm like I'm like I don't want to pay that money for, it. don't want to pay for the money. I sniped one. I, I said I, I was able to snipe a copy for sixty bucks. Oh, wow, that's awesome! Nice, nice. 8.8, So seven point eight. Nine point eight. Oh, nine point eight. Whoa. Yeah. Jeremy doesn't fuck around when it comes to comics. Yeah. So I got that will be on its way shortly. Yeah, that'll be perfect. To, like you, uh, are you going to put it in that little display case thing where you had yeah. like your Kevin Smith stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that'll be perfect. Make a nice little spawn shelf. That's awesome, man. How about you, Nate? Anything uh, cool in the Mezco action figure toy photography world? I actually did have a, a pretty amazing week, I got to say. Um, I was pretty blessed this week from some toy photography accounts. Um, there's a first one, which was on Monday. It was announced that I had won the contest. It's called the Exclue Four Figures Contest. So basically, the idea behind it was a photo challenge where you get four figures together as a team and uh, you know, you post a photo of it. Um, so I did one called the scream team basically got uh, together all my screaming figures. So I have like a green lantern, Hal Jordan that was screaming. I got a Batman nightmare, Batman, my Punisher. And then I have that new red Hulk figure, the Marvel legends. Um, so I, uh, I put them all together, did a shot. Uh, I thought I, you know, it was a lot of fun. I didn't think anything of it. All of a sudden, Exclude tells me I'm in the top three of the finalists. Uh, I was blown away by that. And then um, they did a voting kind of contest on their page where they posted all three photos and uh, people had to vote for it by saying my choice in the comments. Uh, thank you to everybody, uh, people from this podcast, all my friends here, Scott, Larry, Jeremy, Ed, you were on there. Hockey, I think you voted for me. Um, There's a lot of people. Uh, Baby Light was there. Uh, a lot of people from the podcast came and supported me. I can't thank you guys enough because um, all the votes I got ensured a win for me, which is amazing. Um, so I won that contest. I'll be f featured in uh, their next episode of their magazine. Um, and then to top it all off, if that wasn't awesome enough, um, I get a message from Mezco Toys on Wednesday and they message me and they say, hey, we're going to use one of your shots in a feature on our blog. Um, and I was just like, holy shit, like this is unbelievable. I can't believe this. Um, so, um, yeah, sure enough, Friday comes around and, uh, Mezco does the post. I'll, uh, share my screen real quick just cause I pulled it up, but, um, they did this, uh, blog post on, if you guys go to blog.mezcotoys.com, you can read it. It's called the fan feature Friday. This is my shot right here. Um, they actually use two different shots for this. Um, so they, um, Oh, they yeah. use this photo, which I did recently, and it's kind of like Gomez in quarantine reading comics. But uh, uh, my friends are here, too. So Tom, I have Watu. Um, this is his shot. He does really amazing work. Um, he used the PSCC. Really cool. I yeah. really like the, what are the Pink Skull guys called? They're called the Pink Skulls Chaos Club, PSCC. Yeah, these are really cool figures. I'm really sad that I actually missed out on the free order because yeah, see so cool. many great shots with these figures, and they have tons of accessories. Um, so this, is my other friend, I figured it out. You can guys, you guys can find these people oh, wow. on Instagram. 
Um, he did a recreation of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So that was really cool. Yeah, and that's then, that's awesome. When he's holding, is it the train? I think. Uh, no, he's holding the, he's uh, to hold the boat. He's together. the boat together. Oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. The ferry. Yeah. The train. The yeah, train yeah. is. Uh, that's Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. That's um, awesome. So then here's my shot. Um, hey. They used this shot that I did a while ago of Shadow, uh, uh, what, Self Assassin Gomez or what, Self Ops Gomez. Sorry, I'm getting the name wrong. Uh, but it comes with this cool bow and arrow, so I did the shot of it. And then I, they had me kind of write up this quick little thing about inspiration. But uh, yeah, they're going to start doing this, I think, every Friday. They're going to do uh, fan features of people that do shots. So if you guys do toy photography, uh, you know, you don't have to be an expert or anything they're pretty random in how they pick people um so yeah you know smear your shot and you might end up on the website it was i was really amazed i was blown away uh no that's that's really cool i like how uh the one on the top uh like on the banner is the picture of Mesco, uh let's go gomez sitting on the oh, bed yeah. reading the comic books from past yes this guy's yes josh prime to the first too did yeah, you uh, did you send josh out. that thing like that be like hey your stuff is like on Mezco's official page. Yeah, I did. He was, okay. he was like, holy shit, dude. Yeah, pretty cool. Um, right? For both of you. Like, yeah. Like double double cool. Yeah, it was really awesome. Hey, Thank did you, you uh, didn't they drop an exclusive this week too? Yeah. Um let me I, I can actually, I'll pull that up. Baron Benz. Oh hell yeah, yeah I bought yeah. him. He was a he's a really cool figure. You know, it's Mezco. I can't say no to that. Let me share it one more time. I feel like it's one of those ones like the pink skulls that I could see why you might hesitate on it, but I think you would regret it later. Well, yeah, I think it's come now when it's a Mezco original like this. Yeah. Um, it's it's a good idea to pick it up because it's going to be really hard to find later on. All the Gomez's now are more valuable than they were when they first released, and they're harder to find. So they released this new figure called Baron Benz and the Aquaticons. Uh, this is a totally new idea. I don't know much about this character other than he's a new, I don't know if he's a friend or if he's a foe, uh, but he looks awesome. He's like a scuba diver. He's got two different head sculpts. Uh, let me go through some of the pictures here. He looks like a villain to me. He kind of looks villainish. Yeah. I mean, I guess he could be whatever you want him to be, but yeah. I kind of like looks... how, I don't know if it was intentional, but the black light look with like it being mm -hmm. in an aquarium yeah. and the, but like the way that the, the certain, the reflections on like the eyes and the, the belt. Yeah. Oh, that one's really cool. This is a different head, and he comes with this water effect, which is really yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, I just had a really original, unique-looking figure. Uh, shout out to D Amazing. He did all the promo shots for this. He works with Mezco pretty frequently now. Um, so he yeah, did those all these. Really, really good shots, man. Like really the, the, they, they look like they're underwater, but I'm pretty sure they're not. No. Uh, the bubbles, I'm pretty sure, is an added effect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's got some crazy skill. Really he comes cool. with this anchor. Um, really cool uh, figure, definitely unique. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about this set, uh, uh, here's the Aquaticons. Let me go back. Um, so you get these Aquaticons, which are basically, I think, like robot fish that are his army yeah. that kind of help him. Um, he can communicate with them with his staff. And it's cool because you can flip the visor up here. And you can see his face. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't notice that before. That's yeah, that's awesome. cool. And then um, let me see the... Sorry, I'm trying to skip to the end here. There's a lot of <laughs> a amazing lot of pictures. Photos. Yeah. yeah. Definitely well, go think, check out all these photos. Um, I think what you're getting to is my favorite part. Like it came, like not only to come with the figure, it came with some extra stuff. Like this really cool t-shirt. 
Yeah, yeah that's that sure. That is a cool t shirt. Really awesome. It's a Mezco comic because they made. So, yeah, to Larry's point, this is an exclusive swag set, is what they call it. You get this pin, which is a Holy Diver signet pin. I guess it's something to do with the order of uh, what did that say? Order of the Holy Divers. So, that must be what Baron Benz is a part of. And then you get a comic. They've done this once before with a Gomez figure. Um, so this is a new original comic from Mezco. And then you get this T-shirt, which uh, Larry asked me this earlier this week. Do they do T-shirts very often? No, they don't. Um, the only time they've ever done a T-shirt was during STCC 2019, which like an idiot, I didn't buy one. Uh, I regret it to this day. Um, but yeah, this is a really cool set. So yeah. you get everything here that you see. I hope that, uh, like I was, when you were flipping through the pictures, that they, 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 a lot of them had that little Rumble Society logo in the left corner, mm -hmm. uh, bottom left. Like I was thinking they, they need to make a t-shirt with the Rumble Society logo on it. Yeah, right And, and just like I, I, like, I was reading through the comments too. I don't know if it was like Instagram or Twitter, but somebody was like, we need like a Mezco exclusive logo t-shirt too. So I, I think that this Baron's Bend guy is awesome with like that comic style t-shirt but they need to break it down and, and hook up some like simple logo tees and stuff too. Cause I think a lot of the Mezco fans would be all over those. So hopefully that's something you guys will get really soon. Hell yeah. I'd even buy, I'd probably buy that rumble society shirt. If it was black and had the white logo. Yeah. 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 That's a, a nice logo. I would, I'd wear a rumble society shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Rumble sure. society is their own. That's what they're calling their line of figures. Okay. Cool. It's the property name of it, I guess. So, so yeah, like really maybe cool, like uh, the antagonists of Gomez or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or is Gomez part of the Rumble Society? Gomez is kind of like the good guy. And the Rumble Society, I think, is like the team of bad guys, maybe. Yeah. Okay. So I feel the, it's like Johnny Quest type yes. style bad guys, right? Like oh, exactly. it, okay. Gomez yeah, is yeah. like uh, the Quest family. Exactly. And then he has all the different like bad guys, you know, the, the bad guy of the week or whatever. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, I mean, look, it's a pink group of guys in pink skulls. And a diver that glows. They're going through Scooby-Doo villains, dude. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think like the, the Pink Skulls Chaos Club was the first set of villains. And now you got Baron Benz. And then at some point they did a comic with uh, Gomez where they showed like a pig type villain. All right. um, like a bigger pig guy. So he might be coming down. It, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what the cool thing about Mezco right now. They're doing totally original stuff. So yeah, but it's fun. And I, I think to your point, when this all first kind of started, right? Like specifically those pink skulls, they were they were the first non like Gomez one. So yes, um, right. Like I I don't think that like you, maybe you or like some of the other people realize exactly what could be done with them at the time. And mm -hmm. since then, like, right, I, I've seen a lot of shots of them, specifically those, those pink skulls are so cool. Like, um, I, I think that just the community has embraced it. And like, yes. these are now, you got to get these figures. Exactly. Yep. Perfectly said, Larry. It's like, uh, it... if, you, if you collect Mezco, it's kind of like this thing that you collect these figures too. Yeah, exactly. Right. To me, I mean, it's, it's the same idea is like Freddy Funko for Funko. Right. I, I like I like Funko, but I love yeah. Freddy Funko. And I, I care more about that than I do maybe some of the licensed Marvel stuff is, you know, you can get you can get an Iron Man figure anywhere. Right. But it's like right when you really love that brand, you, you can eat up their their uh, original stuff, which is which is awesome. It's true. And you want to support the brand, too. So, you know, like, hey, yeah, yeah exactly. I'll buy this. I'll buy this licensed figure so that. You know, if it brings me another one down the line, sure, why not? 
Yeah. Well, did this one sell out? Because I saw hockey in the chat said like the price for the bundle is decent too, or was decent. So I'm guessing <laughs> yeah. it sold out. Uh, it was $112, which uh, clever Mezco. They have the 112 line, so 112. Oh, I get it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a it's a not a bad price bundle for what you're not getting. Not all that stuff. Yeah. You get the T-shirt, the pin, you get the comic, and you get the four Aquaticons and Baron Benz, and he comes with a lot of accessories. So. Yeah, it's not it's a not bad, bad, not a bad price for the bundle, I think. Because oh, I mean, it pins like a good ten bucks. Shirts twenty bucks. Yeah, right? I mean, you think about that gold Gomez Toy Fair edition. That was two hundred dollars, which oh. I didn't get that one, but it came with a lot. I feel like this is almost a better deal. Yeah, price wise. Yeah, right. It sounds and about the same. You still get a bang for your buck. Yeah, I'm to spend your money on right now because Comic Con's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you guys? So, like, we haven't talked about this at all. I've seen people saying like, hey, you know, this is going to be the big, biggest virtual con for like Funko and stuff. What do you think these companies are going to do now that SDCC is not around? Do you think everyone's still going to release their stuff? Do you just hold it back? Like, what, what do you think is going to happen? You don't, hold it, you don't hold it back. You, have, you make like you make like a, a little like event or something for it. But yeah, you and don't hold it Funko back. That's what Funko did for Emerald City when Emerald City got canceled. But, you know, since then, like they furloughed a lot of their employees like they don't have the staff to put on like a really cool virtual event probably right now. I don't know. Like Mezco might be the same. Like, I don't know. There's like all these companies, but like it, life isn't normal right now. Like mm. you, you gotta have the time and the employees to organize an event. Like to me, if it was, I would almost say skip it and figure something else out later. Yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite camp. Because I'm saying if they skip it, they're going to be in a worse situation. Than True, financially, like especially like Funko, who has like a hundred something exclusives yeah. that are not only sold at the con but are shared. Like that's a that's a lot of sales you'd be missing out on. Like I said, because, because part like so you, there's there's two different things that you have to do. Like, so the part part of this is a like I said, making sure like I said you're you're keeping the interest because yeah. so the longer people go without like buying something or, or or having something to look forward to that's that they lose interest in the property yeah, so true that's 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 a huge risk like i said for people instead of they're if they're not continuing to release stuff and i'm i think that good tests of this were like I said the the recent funko uh virtual con yeah yeah well they did right they've already done two emerald city was the big one right they had a bunch of live streams it was pretty awesome um, they didn't really do anything for WonderCon uh, this past week, other than throw up the exclusives that they were were going to sell either at the con or you know uh, that were shared with stores like Hot Topic and Fye and stuff too. So, so I honestly think yeah. even something as simple as that, where or they may do like a lottery for like said if you buy some like exclusive figures or do, doing something like it'd be stupid for them not to not to produce this stuff. How are you going to throw up? a hundred exclusives on Funko shop at yeah, the same I think, time. I mean, uh, wait, I'm thinking of, yeah, go ahead. it's gotta be waves. Yeah. yeah. I'm thinking of Mezco and NECA and they're kind of already set up for doing online exclusives. Cause they do both now anyways. Uh, yeah. True. Um, true. Uh, but yeah, a company like Funko or even Hasbro is yeah. going to have a hard time, I think, doing online sales because Dude. they have not done that in the past. Well, look at the, what was it, the Transformers, where yeah. they brought those back and they had some of the other stuff where you, it was just a shit show trying to get those things. Yeah, that's true. I don't I don't know how, I mean, and normally like Funko, like you guys have talked about, that's a raffle system. 
for STCC. So they don't have enough for everyone to do an online True. sale. And they, they did something cool for Emerald City because Emerald City was canceled after they already assigned people for the lottery. So the people who won the lottery, they were able to go through, you know, read pop system or whatever and uh, issue out codes or I, I don't know exactly know how it worked, but they got first dibs basically if you had won the lottery, which is cool. Uh, this time there is no lottery for SDCC and there's not going to be. So I, I don't I don't know. I think the only way to do it's the waves, like Jeremy said. So it's really not just like, SDCC week, it's going to be like SDCC month or something. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Or you drop a quarter of them for four days in a row and just hope that the ones you want are kind of on the same day so you can sh save on shipping. Uh, yeah. Ed brings up a, a good question too that I wanted to bring up. Let me throw it up on the screen real quick. Uh, so Ed yeah, says... Yeah, you're going to click on that one. Right. So I'd be curious to see what happens to the fun days exclusives oh yeah um because that's a whole event you know it's right a whole it, event it's a whole event but they do when did they start making them because that would be my thought is if I, they i don't went, know too if they stopped a month ago right with like major production or skeleton yeah. crew they're probably not making those fun days ones yeah the, the sculpts are probably there but so you probably oh, yeah, have like photos, out, but, but like, like production wise, yeah. But I don't I know don't if they've know, hit man. the production on it. I don't know how many like they can output in a day, you know. So to know. find out how far you'd need, but yeah, I like would same. think they're I would think that they're not done yet. Done. Yeah, but I don't know if the fun day stuff is done yet. Like I think we're still in the planning or like early stages of that. Well, and that goes back to not just fun days fungo stuff like really to the sdcc stuff too like it all might not be ready like i don't know um but speaking specifically fun days like there was a thread on the fanatic forum before sdc was officially canceled like i think it's somebody started it early this week or last weekend about like what about a virtual fun days um i'm not a fan of virtual fun days i really think you just take whatever the theme was going to be this year and you pause it and you transplant it to 2021 yeah. Like I said, you have to be there. Like, yeah, that's that's part of the fun of, of, of fun days. Yeah, exactly. And I think that the planning and the time that goes into it and just the production to like to try to put together a video or a live stream, it wouldn't work. I know they did live stream it two years ago, uh, which seemed like it was awesome. I know, I know Ed watched it. I caught some of the replay. It wasn't the same. And honestly, like the production value wasn't quite there. Like the pre-show and stuff was great, but once the actual fun days began, like it's still social distancing. You can't bring in the guests. You can't do you can't do it the same way. So I think because of that, I, I really feel like the best option is just pause whatever theme you're gonna do and bring it back for 2021. Exclusives and all means no online boxes of fun, which sucks. But I, I think you just save it all for next year. Yeah, I mean that would be the good thing to do. For, I think for fans, but they love money so much that yeah, that too. I mean, it really, all, all, end of the day, it's going to be whatever how they can benefit financially. And yeah, even if you're not able to have a good live stream, right? Even if you don't have your employees there uh, to be able to do things, because I don't know if anybody's noticed, but there hasn't been a new Funko Funcast in a couple of weeks. Um, there hasn't been a Fanatic of the Week in a couple of weeks. So I think that there's a lot of key players who would be involved in the planning um, or organizing like a virtual event aren't probably around. So uh, hopefully, hopefully they can 
figure something out or maybe you just throw up the exclusives and just be done with it, which is okay too, as long as I can get one. Right. So, <laughs> stay away bots. Yeah. It sucks. Well, it turned into a good episode after all, yeah, right? A little bit it, of Arthur, a yeah. little bit of SDCC sadness. Yeah. But Larry, I think it's time for you to do your thing. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this random episode. <laughs> if you did, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We're live every Saturday night. And to find out what we're going to be talking about next, you can follow us on Instagram at SDSGuys. We're on Twitter at SDSGuys. And don't forget about our, about our favorite Facebook where you can find us at the SDS guys. And I am Larry from the SDS guys. Chilling like a villain. And don't forget to sh- check out uh shoe store.com to get yourself some Funko pops. I got that shoe mystery box. I talked about last week in, uh, I will throw up a video probably tomorrow. Uh, and you guys can smash. Yeah, it's fine. It's in a box. Um, I'll throw up a light, uh, throw up an unboxing video tomorrow uh remember it was like a freddy funko proto mystery box somebody already opened theirs there were two freddy funko protos somebody's already claimed one so uh thinking i didn't get a proto but you guys can figure out what i got in that video and then you can go to shoemystore.com get yourself some fungal pops and if you enter code sds guys you're gonna save 10 10 10 percent animated apparel company they're on hiatus right now but if you enter code sds guys you can save 10 percent and get free shipping and get some t-shirts and you need to do that because animated apparel company it's the best it's the best and i know you're sitting around not doing a whole lot or you're working from home and you need something to listen to so why not check out some of our favorite podcasts like talking pops pop collectors alliance dc figures and collectibles podcast the toy photocast geek together secondary here's four dork spin uh the totally rad movie podcast uh, there's a new episode that I haven't posted yet, but it'll drop this weekend where Scott, me, and special guest Jeremy talked about the 1989 classic with Fred Savage, The Wizard. It's a really good episode, and it'll be up wherever you listen to podcasts really soon. Nice. It's the best. It's the best. Thanks to all of you for joining in with us tonight, entertaining the Arthur podcast, and just hanging out, shooting the shit. Yeah, absolutely. So tune in next week for something so totally random. Yep, and one more thing. Unless unless some unless some major news hits us, we're gonna be doing something stupid again. So <laughs> let's uh, let's let's maybe come up with a let's have an audience topic. Let's let's let maybe three throw out a question. You know, like like tonight or like tomorrow. So they, and let, let the audience choose the top. You tell us what you want us to talk about. What like what do you want us That's to talk about? I do. Yeah. You mean like the Wonder what do you Years? You want us to cover? Yeah. Like, or hour about Winnie Cooper? We can talk about yeah. that. Wonder is who's the boss? And you'd really make Larry's day if you picked for... Winnie Cooper the entire show. Be, Larry, we can have the whole discussion about uh, you know Angela being listed as the boss in Community by scientific proof. Was Angela really the boss? True. Who is the boss? Yeah. <laughs> Chuck fresh off the boat. Yeah. Anything, anything and everything you bring it up, we'll talk about it. I think that's fun. Yeah. Uh, I like that idea. Science fiction from the 80s. Ed, Ed has an idea. All right. All right. We can Let's bring up. All it. right. Mark it down. Check. <laughs> Topic number one. Science fiction from the 80s. All right. All right. All so right. 
for episode 129, also known as episode 2 of the Arthur Podcast slash STS, guys. I've been Jeremy. Hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys. I have been Nate. And I'm Scott. And we're the STS guys. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. Bye. Sit down.